0: to our new episode on Unplugged Tech. Uh, today, I'm excited to introduce a very amazing person. And the full WordPress community knows him. Uh, the man behind none other than HeroPress uh, website. Uh, first, I'll introduce myself. Hi, uh, guys. I'm Meher Bala. I am a front-end uh, WordPress developer co-host of Unplugged Tech, uh, co lead of the uh, Make Marketing WordPress team. That's all. I will share the mic to my co-host Fairy to introduce herself and introduce, and then pass the mic to our amazing guest on the show. Okay, thank you for introducing yourself, Meh. Uh, my name is Tharavad, and I am basically a writer, been a writer for around 10 years. And right now I'm working as a content manager for a lifestyle brand. Uh, and uh, what can I say about me apart from the fact the most interesting thing is a, a co-host of Unplugged Tech, where we give platform to amazing people. And I'm so happy to pass the mic to Tofa and please tell us about yourself.
1: All right. Uh, yes. Yeah. As you said, my name is Topher DeRosia. I'm from Grand Rapids, Michigan, USA. Uh, Michigan's right on the Canadian border, so we have very cold winters. Um, I'm married and have two daughters who are grown up now and have their own jobs. Um, by day, I'm a uh, WordPress strategist at Canberra Creative. And on evenings and weekends, I'm a curator for Hero Press and Hallway Chats. And that's it.
0: thank you for an amazing introduction so everyone knows you as the man behind the the one who started HeroPret how did you get Mm -hmm. this idea and when did you start and why did you feel that you know that this is a platform where a lot of people can share their stories
2: uh
1: this is a this is a big grand story (laughs) and I'll try not to take your entire time with it Um, uh, around 2014, I think it was around Thanksgiving in the U S in November of 2014, I was working for a company called XWP and the owner of the company, uh, he was not really involved with the company. He, he handed it off to the managers and was doing his own thing. And he came to me or he sent me an email in the night. So I woke up to this email that said, um, you're not working for XWP anymore. I want you to do something special for WordPress. And that's all it said. (laughs) I I got up to go to work and it said no. And so I'm like, that's why I wrote back. I said, what, what do you want me to do? And he said, that's your journey to discover. Interesting. Basically it was my task to come up with a great idea and implement it. Um, He was thinking of business at the time. And so you know, I put my head to it, and uh, he gave me some resources. Uh, he was paying my salary, and he hired uh, a development team out of Delhi, and said, "They're at your disposal. If you need to build something, this is your team." Um, so I I got to know one guy from there quite well. Uh, his name was Jeet, and. You know, we were brainstorming trying to come up with what we wanted to do. And one evening our relationship kind of shifted from uh client and con and you know contractor to friends. And he he expressed some frustration that he was experiencing with his own company, mostly in getting clients from the West. Um he was consistently running into the stereotype that Indian labor is cheap and low, low par. And he, he just, he, he got frustrated. He's like, how do I, how do I change this? How do I express properly that we are quality developers? Um, and I struggled to come up with an answer because I, I'm not a business person. Um, I'm not Indian. I, I didn't have the perspective. I felt like I didn't have the perspective to, Tell him. And I thought, who would? Who would have this perspective? So I asked around and they said, you know, WordCamp Mumbai just happened. And here are the organizers. And they run businesses successfully in WordPress. You should ask them. And so I connected them. I didn't go ask them and then tell Jeet. I said, hey, you guys should talk. And and they gave him some good advice. And I thought, you know what? Maybe. I should connect other people. Maybe I should connect some Africans with other Africans. Maybe I should connect Ukrainians with Ukrainians. And um, so we we put together this idea and the idea was originally to be videos like TED. Are you familiar with TED? Um, So we were going to have, we're going to find smart people and uh, we were going to go to where they are and set up cameras and good microphones and lighting just like Ted and have them do an hour long presentation about what they would say to their peers, whoever those peers are at the time it was local people. Um, and we had a real passion for people, not in what a lot of people consider the mainstream of WordPress at the time. It was America, Europe, and Australia. Um, WordPress wasn't nearly as big in India or Africa or South America back then. And we wanted to reach out to the people who were there and say, you know, we see you. You are a part of this community and, and pull them into the greater world community. Um, so uh, Dave was the, the name of the guy that owned the company. He's like, all right, that's not really what I was thinking, but I like it. Let's let's go. So he wanted to make a business out of it. Uh, and he suggested the name Hero Press, and he bought the domain name. And um, he wanted to do a fundraiser to kick it off, so we did a Kickstarter, and it's still out there. All Kickstarters stay forever. So if you Google Kickstarter Hero Press, you'll find our original Kickstarter. Um, we were looking for sixty thousand Australian dollars, which is about forty thousand U.S. And uh, I learned later that. It wasn't so much about the money, he didn't necessarily need the money, what he really wanted was sixty thousand one dollar donations. He wanted he wanted Indians to give you know we were reaching out to people in places like India, and he wanted to hear from them, yes, we want this, we like this, please bring it um, and and yeah one u s dollar isn't that hard for. Even a lot of relatively poor Indians, you know what I mean. Um, so, on the first day, we had three different companies give about five thousand dollars, and it was very exciting. <laughs> you know.
3: I can imagine.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, but after that, we had maybe a hundred people give or ten dollars which was not even close to what we needed and and it was disheartening and we did not make the kickstarter um we ended the kickstarter here's a pro tip for you if you fail a kickstarter you cannot restart it if you close it you can start it up again later so we right. we closed it and uh And part of the deal with with this whole project was that I I couldn't go back to XWP. I had a choice. I could do this or XWP and I chose this. And when it failed, I was done. That was it. Europress died right there on the table. Um, And I I had to figure out what to do next in my life. Um, But people started emailing me and saying, is there any way that you can do this anyway? even though you didn't make the money. We need, we need this. This is an important thing. You, you can't let this die. And I thought, <clears throat> uh, I don't have a job. <laughs> There's no way I'm going to travel around the world with a video team, you know? <clears throat> so I thought, the, the message is the key. How can we do this with a message? And I thought, what if it were in text?
2: That would make it a blog. And the contributors themselves. Could write it. There would
1: be no big fancy editing team. It wouldn't take six months to edit an hour of video. It wouldn't be in 4K high definition, so people in Indonesia can watch it on their 3G cell phones, or you know, read it. They wouldn't want to be watching those big videos on your little phones. Um, I had a coworker at the time working in Indonesia, and his daily internet connection for work was his 3G phone. Um, and that's hard to work on. And, and we could make them much faster. You know, you could do it, you could make one a week. Um, so I went to some of the people that had said they would do videos and I said, Would you be willing to just write your story down? And I said, Yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. Um, we were also going to pay them when we were doing the videos. Uh, we weren't going to ask them to give their time for free. But I said, You know, I have no money. <laughs> Would you be willing to do this just just out of the goodness of your heart? And they all said yes. And so we did the first one with uh, Andrei Sevchenko out of uh, Ukraine. He goes by Rarsht. And it was wildly popular, hugely successful, maybe the most popular one ever, still the very first one. And it was really exciting. And then I thought, oh, no, I have to get another one for next week. So I rushed around and I got another one and it was great too. And I thought, oh no, I have to get another one. And it was like two months before I thought, you know, I should build up several ahead and not frantically scramble every single week. <laughs> uh, lessons learned on the job, but that's how it started. And uh, for many years, it was absolutely weekly. Every single week it had to happen. Um, and then my wife asked me to step away a little bit and, and do some more family time. And so I started doing it monthly. And uh, I had a real passion for it. So we figured out a way to make it go back to weekly. But it was hard because people had been used to it not being weekly. And um,
2: I began to realize that people don't read it every single time it comes out. I
1: assumed, oh, there's a new hero press. The whole world's going to go read it right now. And they don't.
2: Um, On a on an average published day, I get 150 page views. Um, Now, an essay gets more over time, of course. It sits out there. Um,
1: But again, I began to get a little depressed. You know, why am I doing this? 150 people in the whole wide world reading. Why why do I do this? And uh, one time, kind of offhandedly. I didn't even ask a question. I was talking to Mort- Morton Rand Hendrickson from Canada. And he said to me, uh, we were at a conference. He just, he looked at me and he said, you know what? I don't read Hero press every time it comes out. But every time I get depressed about the WordPress community and I see grumpy, angry people on Twitter and I see people yelling in Slack and I see people calling
2: names, I go read 10 essays. And I feel better and I feel good again, and I feel confident again that we can do this.
1: And that really, really impacted me. Um, And then just months later, uh, I was at WordCamp Ann Arbor here in Michigan, and Josepha was there. And she said to me that sometimes she's a little like the mother hen at Automatic, she's in charge ish, and people, Often on the front line of support will come to her and say, I'm really depressed about my job. I people hate us. People come into support and they say that we're horrible and we're stupid, and I'm really depressed. And now I'm gonna go read Hero Press because that always makes it better. And she doesn't even have to say anything to them. She's just a listening ear. She says it's very common for them to say, I'm going to go read Heropress because that makes it better. And it really changed my perspective of, of what Heropress brings to the community, what kind of tool it is. It's not a weekly publication that people go read.
2: It is uh, a mental health aid, a support, something that exists as a, as a
1: library, a tool. You know, You don't go read every book that comes into your library as it comes in you go to your library and you get the book you need when you need it. Um, so that really changed my perspective of what WordPress is and why it's there and who it helps and all that kind of stuff. And that's a really long way from the question you asked of how it started. <laughs> so I'm going to stop there.
3: You no, know,
0: it's amazing to know how uh, original version slowly steady with people's uh, ideas changed and it means so much to the community because when I was introduced to Heropress, I also didn't know uh, one of the community members from the WordCamp, from the WordPress Mumbai team, you know, spoke about Heropress. And that's when I started, you know, reading uh, the essays and reading the stories of different uh, people on that. And Mm -hmm. that's how I came to know that, you know, People feel so confident in writing deep material in their personal lives on the net, which will live on forever, you know, mm-hmm. and there is no uh, scared feeling or there is no that, you know, how will people uh, react to this kind of a story out there? You know, there are mm-hmm. so many encouraging comments and, you know, it just keeps the a- uh, the person writing the uh, his or her story motivated seeing that you know other people have also gone through you know some bits what they have gone through in their lives.
3: You,
1: know? yeah.
0: you can connect yeah. it's pretty impressive.
1: Something something else that's interesting now that wasn't there in the beginning. Um in the beginning I had to explain to every contributor what Hero Press is and why they should write and, and, and in many cases, help them overcome the fear of it. Um, women particularly are reluctant to put themselves out on the web because they get so much garbage. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I wanted diversity and so I wanted women as well as men, but I, I had to convince women a lot more. Um, but now it's much more common for someone I approach. If I want them to do a hear bus, I like, Oh, yes, I know Hero Press. I, you know, I've read a whole bunch of stories. I like that a lot. Yeah, sure, I'll do that. Um, it's a lot easier. And, and it was a lot easier for women after the first 10, you know. Uh, I could say, look, here are these other essays by these other women. Like, oh, they, they have the same issues as me. You know, they should have the same struggles as me. And they wrote, and, and they didn't get garbage. Um, and, and, okay, so one last little thing there. Uh, your doesn't get garbage from anyone ever anywhere. I don't like every project gets some, I mean, if you have a plugin, somebody's going to hate you, you know? Um, but, uh, I don't know if it's because so many people love it that the people who don't, don't dare be vocal, (laughs) but, uh, it's, it's interesting that there's, there's never garbage. Uh, There was during the Kickstarter, when it first came out, a lot of people were like, oh, the last thing WordPress needs is heroes. You know, hero worship, we don't need any of that garbage.
2: And uh, some good people stood up, and and that was nice. But uh, that doesn't happen anymore.
3: I think people relate to the story. So, you know, they they don't want
0: to put garbage out there because if you don't put a supportive comment, you read it and somewhere it like you associate it. Oh, this has happened to one of my friends or, you know, my relatives. So, you know, why should I put a, a negative comment and, you know, just yeah make the person feel bad about it? Yep. Because when I also wrote my story and when it came out, my family also questioned me, why am I putting my personal, you know, such a big uh, thing out yeah. in public because it's going to remain forever. Yeah, I was like, that is part of my life. You know, that is the part where people know about me. You know, people who are friends with me, people who are my relatives and everyone who I work with know about me and they've accepted me the way I, I am. You know, so why not put it out there? You know? Yeah. I totally and then you. other
1: people like you. Yeah. Yeah, other people like you. Feel that same confidence then.
0: I was surprised in 48 hours, the amount of comments I got on my article. I was like, okay, people do read. Yeah. yeah. And I was touched. I'll be honest. I never expected it and I was very touched.
1: That's really great. I'm really glad because most Europe, I IC don't get comments at all. Um, you get Twitter comments and things like that, but very few of them get comments right on the website. So, I'm glad that yours did.
0: So I found about Hero Press through Meher Bala only, once her article was released, like, she was saying that I'm going to write something, like, I'm so happy that I'm going to write something. And then that's <laughs> how I got to you know. <laughs> and, and I think cool. about Hero Press being successful, and I'm sure there's a lot of scope for it to grow is because we really need safe space especially as mm-hmm. the online world keeps growing we really need a space where we can be true to ourselves because now, now the lines are blurring between reality and like online everything is online and we, mm-hmm. we need to create spaces where we can be ourselves and when there is that authentic self in a space i think people relate to it more and they don't feel like you know giving out garbage and even if they do there'll be people who, who are going to defend so yeah
1: yeah that's cool.
0: So Hero Press has fifty-two articles from different countries. Fifty-two. It's it must be a task finding fifty-two people <laughs> from different countries. And um following up. It's getting
1: that- a yeah, it's getting a little harder now. Uh it wasn't near the beginning because you know, most countries have at least one person who's Relatively well-known. Um, and and part, of the, part of the stated goal of HeroPress was to reach out to people who are not in the U.S., not in Australia or Europe. And so um, a lot of it comes from Twitter. Um, I'll see a name go by that, you know how you can look at a name and kind of guess maybe what language or country it's from? Um, yes. And I'll see when I'm like, I've never seen that before. Who is that? Where are they from? And I'll see, Oh, there's somebody from Rwanda. I don't know anybody in Rwanda. Who is this person? <laughs> and, you know, I'll strike up a conversation and um, almost always they have a good story. Um, people always try to say, Oh, I don't have a good story. I'm, I'm boring. What would, why would people want to read about me? Well, everybody has a good story. Um, if nothing else, you don't know anyone from Rwanda, <laughs> you know, what's it like there? How hot is it? What do you eat? That sort of thing. Um, but after a while, I, I noticed that even then I was, I was starting to get a lot from the same countries. I have, I don't know, more than a dozen from India. Um, so uh, one way that I would, would reach out is uh if you go to the translation page for WordPress, Polyglots, you can pick a language and find the uh, translation owner for that language. And then you know they're a WordPresser <laughs> and you figure out what country they're in and and ping them. Um, so there are a couple of people I've reached out to in Iceland that I found that way. Um, they haven't done an essay yet, but I'm still working on it. Um, but I think
2: I found Mary from Nigeria that way. Um, somebody from Ghana, I found that way. Uh, Nepal. Ah, my favorite story.
1: One day, uh, so in Google analytics, if you go to real-time tracking, you can see the little bubbles pop up as people view your site. I love that. I love doing that. Um, people tell me, Topher, don't watch the stats. It's not about the stats. You're helping people. Don't worry about the stats. But I love the stats and I love the little bubbles. So one day I was watching and uh, a little bubble popped up in St. Lucia in the Caribbean. Tiny, tiny island down by South America. I thought, wow, St. Lucia. There are WordPressers there. But how do I contact them? Google you know, anonymizes that. And so... Um, I just did a tweet, said, Hey, anybody know any WordPressers in St. Lucia? Well, he works for Themeile. And I know lots of people who work for Themeile. You probably know people who work for Themeile. They're like, Oh, yeah, that's Urias. And so I, I pinged him on Twitter and said, Hey, did you read your press? He's like, Yeah, how did you know? <laughs> uh-huh. So we had a great conversation and he did an essay. And now we're friends.
3: That's amazing. Um,
2: so, you know, it's it's weird, weird things like that. So there's all kinds of ways.
3: That's amazing.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Yes. So you recently took over Holloway Chats. Yeah. And that's so interesting. I think Mehrwala and me both have been uh, interviewed there and this is very exciting for Hero Press to take over. So tell us about it and what are your plans with Holloway Chats?
1: Yeah. Um, (laughs) I always dreamed of doing a podcast. Uh, it's very similar to those Ted talks that we were talking about at the very beginning. And I just, I didn't feel like I had the time. And then they came out with hallway chats. I was like, Oh, this is perfect. This is, this, this is the podcast I wanted. And that's a great name. (laughs) And, you know, I was, I was kind of envious and, uh, they even had the same stated goal of, of reaching out to people that, that you may not have heard of before. I applied to be on it and they said, no, Um, but that was the very beginning. Eventually they came back to me and said, okay, yeah, you can be on it. Um, So uh, recently my wife and I were talking about starting up a HeroPress podcast and I mentioned it to Liam, I think. And he said, Oh, really? (laughs) Uh, He said, Tara and I have been thinking about stopping hallway chats and we were just going to shut it down, but you can have it if you want it. And I thought, wow, that's perfect. Not only is it the podcast I always wanted, it comes with a built-in audience, you know? Um, so uh, that was really exciting. We we took it over and we recently published our first one, episode 151 with Dan and Michelle. Um, but it it, uh, it expands hero Press a bit. It's a new thing. And we... We thought about merging it into HeroPress and changing its name, and or you know just being the hallway chats podcast by HeroPress or something. You know, um, it was really hard to do technologically. I couldn't get the posts moved very well, uh, so we decided to leave it where it is and and build a network for HeroPress. So we have now the HeroPress network, um, which leaves it open to other things. You know, we might add something else on in the future. Some other some other thing that HeroPress is going to do that is very different from essays and podcasts or whatever. Um, so we're not really going to change we Chats itself specifically much at all. Uh, it's a great model. It's simple. It's easy to consume. Um, so that's going to, that's not going to change that much. But it did change HeroPress as an organization quite a bit. Um, and I, I would say it's, the things it's doing to the future is helping to expand HeroPress more even outside of itself and we're pretty excited about that
3: that's nice you know you we a uh, lot of other
0: communities can come and you know do the hallway chat
2: mm-hmm. yeah that's
0: good. so as your uh, first 151 podcast of uh, Hallway Chat yeah. came out last week and I was hooked on to it till the last uh, you spoke about Wordfest. Yes. And Wordfest is coming up in less than
1: less than three weeks. Three weeks. <laughs> yeah. So
0: you know,
3: tell us
1: something about WordFest and tell us our audience about it. Sure. Um, so WordFest is not a conference. WordFest is a festival. It's a party. Uh, and that makes it a, a bit different from other things. Um, it's also global. In, uh, there have been a couple global conferences in the past. Um, WordSesh has been global. Um, but even something like WordCamp Europe is in one time zone, you know, like that. So uh, WordPress specifically has uh, silos of time zones around the world in which um, you can, if you're in that time zone, you can listen to somebody or watch them speak uh, in real time in the middle of your day. So it's not like, uh, oh, like if it's in New York, WordCamp Europe, you have to, If you're in Asia, you have to get up in the middle of the night if you want to watch, you know. Um, So that's one of the very unique things is that it goes around the world uh, in a 24-hour period. So those of us running it have a very long day. (laughs) Um, Because for us, it's even more than 24 hours. You know, you got to get started ahead of time. And then there's cleanup afterwards. Um, But it's, uh, it's really cool. I love, the, I love the time zone thing. Um, and some of the things that make it a festival um, are there are fun things. There's a photo booth. Uh, there's a games tent as if it were a real festival. Uh, you can go play games. Um, and the sponsors are giving away prizes in the games tent so you can actually win things. Um, there's just a lot to make it really fun. Um, there's a, it, it's, a, it raises funds for uh, a big orange heart, which is a mental health organization in the remote workspace. Uh, some, so something they're doing is the 24,000 steps to mental health challenge. So uh, similar to many other fundraisers where you do something and you ask your friends to give you money, if you accomplish it, like, you know, people will run or swim or, jumping jacks or jump rope or whatever. Um, If you do 24,000 steps leading up to Wordfest Live, uh, then um, there's a a fundraiser associated with that. So you can help raise money for a big orange heart. Um, And you can do that in a variety of ways. Um, A lot of the world's still in lockdown. So if you do it on a treadmill, it still counts. Um, there had been dreams of some people like walking across Europe for it or something like that, but uh that's probably not gonna happen. We're not the world's not that healthy yet. Um so you asked me to say something about WordFest. So I'm gonna sum it up. It's a, it's a wonderful festival for WordPress. Um really great uh speakers about WordPress things, but a lot of fun too. Um it's a it's a party, it's a celebration of WordPress. And uh, it operates as a fundraiser for A Big Orange Heart, which is changing the world. Um, When the pandemic started, the demand on their resources went up by 300% in a week. And it put a a huge strain on everybody working there. Um, There are a few people who get paid, but many of them are volunteers. And it's very hard work. It's uh, helping people with mental health strains
2: your own mental health a lot so um uh there have been some really great sponsors uh that are
1: really really helping out with the big orange chart, and and it's fun
3: yeah it is
1: and uh they do a great job with sponsor booths too uh one of my favorite things about word camps is the sponsor booths um you know meeting people picking up swag and whatnot Um, They've done a really great job with virtual sponsor booths where there's video. You can actually talk to a person who's standing at the booth. Um, You can spin a wheel and win a prize and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, So that's pretty fun, too.
3: That's good. Uh, If you can't walk or if
0: you can't swim, Michelle has started an art art challenge as well for uh, Mm -hmm. WordFest. And she's creating each uh, art every day. So leading up to it, I think there are 42 which she will create. And wow, she will send it, I think, to one or two people who, who participate in her fundraiser. So you can definitely go and participate. I'll share the links in the chat below. So you're can to yeah, yeah. go and read it. And I mean, I'm excited because Wordfest, We saw the first edition in Jam, and it was way different than a normal, you know, Word Camp. And you know, you got to meet so many people online. You know, you got to uh, you got to learn about mental health. You was, like there were different talks which not many people uh, would have expected in a Word Camp. Like, how do you do exercise mm-hmm. on a chair or how do you do
2: right. yeah. uh,
0: certain uh, meditations? And there were a lot of talks and pretty interesting talks. So I'm excited for the second edition, which is in, which was like <laughs> in less than three months of planning. Hats off yeah. to all your organizers. And TOFA <laughs> is one of the organizers as well. So yeah. it's, I'm looking
3: forward to the second edition.
1: Good, I'm glad. Some uh, Those of us working inside are both excited and terrified.
3: <laughs> I can imagine. like it's, it's nervous because it's just three weeks
0: down the line, but I'm sure you all will. You'll have done your best
3: and it will be as hit as the first one.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I expect it will.
3: So
0: you started in the Jam 2021 edition as a speaker and volunteer, and in this edition you are in the organizing team. So can you
3: mm-hmm.
0: how are you handling it, and can you share a little bit of experience, the difference uh, between these two roles?
1: Yeah, um, being a speaker is the easiest part. <laughs> you know, you you show up, you do your thing, and then you and you're gone. And if you don't want to stay up twenty four hours, you don't have to. <laughs> um, uh, this is my first time being a volunteer wrangler. Um, I've I've helped organize a couple of word camps, but
2: not ever to this depth. Um, and it's it's a little bit like doing HeroPress, where I'm
1: tracking down a specific type of person. You know, um, so if I, if I need an audio visual person from the African time zone, who is that? How do I find them? Where do I go? You know, um, and that's part of the adventure. And it's not just for the volunteers. I mean, have, we had to do that for, for sponsors, for speakers, you know, for all the different time zones. Um, okay. And I think that's that's unique to a global event like this. Um, for, for a more local event, you're looking for people relatively near you, and it's easier to convince them to to take part in something local, maybe in your own city, you know. Um, it's different approaching someone on the other side of the world that you don't know to do a task for an organization they don't know,
2: you know, um, it's, it's, it has its challenges. Uh, we are still looking for volunteers actually for uh, the Asia time zones, uh, East Asia, um, which includes Australia, uh, Africa, and one more I don't know.
1: But if you go to the website at wordfest.live, and click on the call for volunteers, it will tell you precisely what we need.
3: Who we'll apply if you're uh-huh.
0: in these time zones, and if you have a couple of hours to spare for such a good cause, who go apply. I'm sure you're going to yeah. have a lot of fun behind the screens instead of you know, sitting and watching as an
3: audience.
1: Yeah. And there are, there are uh, rewards for being a volunteer. Um, not rewards that we give you specifically. It's not like you get paid or anything like that. It is called volunteer. But when you volunteer, you get to peek behind the scenes and see how it works. You get uh, experience working a conference. And so the next time you want to, you could say, look, I've done this. I've been here before. I know what I'm doing. Um, And you get to meet people from all over the world, particularly with this one. Um, And you become friends. We we have an internal uh, discord channel. Uh, so it's not, it's even more than Slack. Like with Slack, you, you, you're texting and you get to know people, but in discord, it's like, we're literally all in the same room. It's like NASA, you know, when they're doing the space launch, you see all those people in the same room, you know, yelling back and forth. Um, it's, it's similar. And you get lifelong global friends. Um, which is, you know, part of the WordPress community. It's, it's part of WordPress to, to have global friends. We're friends.
0: And you're not left alone during the event. If you have any technical thing, you can always talk on Discord. Because yeah. uh, last year, uh, I volunteered for uh, AV, you know, just setting up, you know, mm-hmm. seeing speakers when they entered. And I kind of didn't know exactly what I'm supposed to do, but just reached out to another window in on my laptop and, you know, you could speak to anyone. Dan is there, Michelle is there, Hawa is there, uh, Kate is there. Everyone's on that thing, you know, and if one doesn't have an answer, someone else will have. And I'm sure, you know, it, it, they always pop up from where they are to, you know, where you are and they help it out and to
3: yeah. just
0: make life easy. It's not, you know, It's not difficult, you know, it's, it's online, like everyone thinks, you know, it's uh, an an event online will be difficult to handle, but I think few hours of your time. You get to interact with a lot of people, even if you're not uh, actually participating in the event and you're just behind and handling speakers, because even speakers need a little uh, prep before they actually go live you know mm-hmm. just to talk to someone you know a new face and then go live so you know then they have that excitement
3: so yeah
2: yeah yeah it's good stuff i highly recommend it
3: so as we know you have spoken at multiple word camps and
0: mm-hmm. you said uh, you know speaking is easy <laughs>
2: Can for me, device, speaking is easy.
0: <laughs> can you share three advices for people who who want to speak for events like WordFest or mm-hmm. WordCamp? But as it is online now, they're hesitant because when it was offline, you knew the number of people are limited.
2: Yeah.
0: Here, you're exposed to the entire world whether it's India, whether it's US, whether it's UK, whether it's Europe, you're you're exposed totally. And with YouTube, you have a lot of audience. So what advice or tips or suggestions would you give our new uh, speakers who want to apply as
3: speakers?
1: I've thought about this a lot, actually. Um, I even did a blog post about it, but it's been a while. Often people feel like they don't know enough. You know, what do I know? I'm a beginner. I just learned the other day. Um, But let's say, say you learned something one month ago, 30 days. Are you an expert? No. But you could speak to a room of people who are on day one. And all that information is fresh in your head. It's easy to articulate. And you could say, this is what I learned. And every one of those people is going to eat it up and they're going to love it.
2: And they're going to be happy that you're there speaking. Um, So don't, don't feel like you have to have reached
1: a threshold before you can speak intelligently on a topic. Um, If you're one day ahead of the other person, you have
2: something to tell them. Um, So don't worry about that. Another is, is fear that people don't want to hear from you personally, that uh, you,
1: you know, why would, why would people want to listen to me? I don't, I don't speak well, or I look funny, or, yeah, you know, whatever. Um, and I can tell you with without doubt that people want to hear what you have to say. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't matter any of those things. Doesn't matter how, how eloquent you are, doesn't matter how you wear your hair.
2: Um, people want to hear what you have to say. Um, there will be outliers. Um, it's a,
1: a very sad trope that women speakers get heckled by men. Um, that doesn't happen as much in the WordPress community. It, it does occasionally. Um, but by and large, People want to hear what you have to say. And so they're going to be welcoming. You know, you're not going to be looking at an angry crowd and try to have to convince them to be happy with what you have to say. You're starting with a happy crowd. People who want you, who admire you for being brave enough to stand up there. Um,
2: that's a, that's a big deal. Um, I had a third one and it slipped out. What was it? Uh, Maybe I'll come back to it. (laughs) But uh, be brave, do it.
1: Um, Oh, I do remember. I remember now. Um, People often say, What would I talk about? I struggle to come up with a topic. And for me, it's always the last thing you learned because it's fresh, it's exciting, it's new, it's neato. Anytime I learn something new, I get excited. I want to tell people about it. I tell my wife, and she's like, Shut up. (laughs) <laughs> um, but you know I, I learned a new technology a new, a, learn, a, new, a new CSS tag it can be as small as one command one function in WordPress it can blow your mind and, and you get up and talk about it
2: and um, so I recommend just talk about whatever you learned last week somebody else is going to want to hear it so those are my three
3: those are very
0: insightful. I'm sure it's going to be helpful for many. There are a lot of people who tend to be very shy on stage, and this is very helpful. Even I was, I, I started speaking at WordCamps, and, and it has really uh, improved my confidence speaking mm-hmm. with people, speaking, you know, being interactive uh, as a whole. I met Meher also there. So WordCamps and Wordpress oh. is a very <laughs> special
1: <Yeah>. for me.
2: <laughs>
0: So, so uh, coming back to WordFest, why yeah. do you think people should register uh, for WordFest? Like, just give us three main reasons uh, people should register sure. for
1: WordFest. Yeah. Um, one is there's great content. Uh, we, we got excellent speakers and you will learn something, I guarantee it. Uh, so that's an easy one. Uh, another is that it's fun. Uh, we talked about that a little bit. There's, you know, the games and the photo booths and, and meeting people and, and all of that. It's just fun. Um, a third one is that it does support a big orange heart and they are doing a very difficult task. The one that's very much needed and more needed now than ever before. Uh, I talked about how much their demand grew after the pandemic started. Um, they're They're working to specifically with remote workers, and the world gained a lot of remote workers in the last year. Um, and you don't have to to give them money. Um, just showing up uh, incentivizes sponsors. And uh, it just sh- literally, just showing up helps a big orange heart, which helps many people around the world.
2: Um, so that's my three. You'll learn something? It's fun and you help change the world. Who doesn't want that?
3: (laughs) And registrations are
2: free. (laughs) Yes,
1: registration is free. Um, It's open to anyone, anywhere. Um, Oh, and a cool thing, this year we're doing uh, live captioning. So um,
2: if you need to turn off the video or something um, for your bandwidth or uh, or maybe you're just hard of hearing or something. Um, it's a big plus to have the, the captioning this year.
3: Captioning does help a lot of people if they want to, uh, you know,
0: because sometimes uh, understanding a person's accent is a little difficult, but then you can coordinate with, you know, the uh, eyesight on the screen as it's in the captioning. So you your yeah. mind... Trigger
3: that, okay,
2: he just, uh, they
1: just said this, you know. So, yeah. Um, accents are an interesting thing when you do anything global.
2: Um, I, something I learned with Europress is uh, people can be extremely knowledgeable in, in English and very eloquent and have
1: an accent so thick that I can't understand it. And that's embarrassing to me. Uh, I, I am personally embarrassed when I'm talking to someone who's obviously very intelligent and has a firm grasp on my language and I can't understand. Um, it, it's just that's a personal thing that I, that I deal with. Um, and something that made me a little wary of doing a podcast. Uh, often podcasts are audio only. And... Say I, I, I meet someone on Slack and we have a wonderful conversation and we get into the podcast and I can't understand. And that's embarrassing to me. Um, but it, it's something that I need to get over because their voices are important and I need to figure it out. Um, but when you have a global conference, uh, you know, accents are going to be a, a deal. It's just there, there are so many. Um. And there's so many variables in being able to, to understand an accent. Like one person might understand it perfectly well and another wouldn't, even though they're not from the same language or culture.
2: It's, it, it's fascinating to me at the same time,
1: you know, how, how the human brain hears words and, and interprets them and figures out what people are saying. So, yeah, live captioning. <laughs> yeah.
3: I think Dallas are looking out for
0: sponsors for live captioning as well.
1: I say it again. You, I it think
0: uh, WordFest is looking out for people who can sponsor the live captioning. Oh, yeah. So
2: yep, yep. They are still looking for sponsor, sponsors for
0: that. Uh, a live captioning, which is very important for an online event. Reach out to the organizers. I'm sure they can guide you the right way or
2: get you on
1: board yeah yep um the sponsorship page on wordfest.live promotion for the website again uh will stay up until the event
2: happens so you can go be a sponsor right up right up till the thing happens
3: So uh, we we spoke
0: a lot about community and, you know, how to be out there, you know, be more approachable and all. So this question is also related to that. It is a kind of success. So what does success mean to you? Success is very subjective. It will be like different for all. But if you have to give it a general, like a uh, that can be, you know, a, a big definition of success, what will it be?
1: Boy, that's tough. Um, I don't know that there is a big definition of success. I think you can only have success in anything if you have a clearly defined goal. Otherwise, you can't measure it. You can't say, I accomplished that. Now that is successful. Um,
2: With HeroPress, I I had a stated goal to, to help people, to encourage people. Um, but it, I don't have to encourage everyone in the world. Um, I always said if if HeroPress
1: helped one person in the whole world become happier, more peaceful, figure out their job, anything, then it is successful. So that that by that marker, HeroPress is a
2: success. Um and and same goes with anything. Um you you want to be a WordCamp speaker. Um, once you have spoken, it was successful. <laughs> you know, the
1: goal was to speak. You have done it. Now it's a success. It doesn't matter if if there were two people in the audience or a hundred people came to hear you or, or if you stuttered in the middle or anything like that. You did it. And now you are a success. Um, so I think a real key to success is is clearly defined goals, um, and that helps you helps you accomplish them. If you don't have a goal, you're gonna thrash around and go off in the wrong direction, and and do all kinds of things and never actually accomplish what you might have wanted in the first place. Um, so figure out what you want to do, and you know pin it on the map, write it on
2: paper, whatever, and. Do it till it's a success. And, you know, success is encouraging. So I, I like small projects. I like to break things
1: down, it's like the agile workflow in tech. Um, if you say, you know, if my only goal in life is to be rich by the time I'm 60, then you don't have success until you're 60. You know, what are you going to do today? What are you going to do tomorrow? Um, and so, I'm I'm trying to lose weight right now, and I weigh myself every single day,
2: and I lose a few ounces every day. But every day I weigh less than the day before. Every single
1: day is a success. Well, no, no, they're not. Sometimes I eat ice cream, but um, I have a chart on my website, and I can look and I can see the bar go down, and that is that is a success for me. So, you know, there's even on the days when I, when I go up a little bit, I can still look at that bar and say, you know, I'm a lot less than I was a month ago. And, and it's a success and it's encouraging. And the more success you have, the happier you are, the more you're, you want to keep at it and do it and go. Um, So keep your tasks small, your goals small, even if you have a big goal, break it up so you can see the progress and
2: have those little successes as you go.
3: It's it's a nice uh, advice to everyone because most
0: people sometimes forget that, you know, when you have a big project, they aim at the biggest, but they forget to count the small, uh, important uh, celebrations, which lead to such a big, you know, success.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. So each...
0: Each small task
1: or each small celebration does count. Yeah. Um, In the U.S., when you start a class in university, the first thing you get is a syllabus. Do they call it that? Uh, It just lays out the the semester for the whole class. Um, And here we have something. Usually it happens only in freshmen, but it comes later. We call it syllabus shock.
2: When you look at it and you say, I have to do five papers. How am I going to do five papers? I don't have time to do five papers.
1: And you say, no, listen, you have three months to do five papers, which means you only have to do one in the next three weeks. That's three weeks. You know, you only have to be half done in a few days. You only have to start your research this week. And you step them back from that precipice of terror of, I have so much to do, especially if you have like five classes. Oh, I have. Thirty
2: papers to do (laughs) you know um so uh that that syllabus shock looking
1: at the big project can stall you out can can terrify you um but if you break it up into the small pieces and you know two weeks in you say i i have a paper done i i have been successful in that um and you just keep plugging away and at the end of the semester oh look i've done them all and now that class is a success.
0: See, and you don't, you don't come to know when you know, those five are over. And you did
3: it with your classes as well.
2: So. Yes. Yep. Good stuff.
3: So where can
1: uh, people uh, reach out to you? How can people connect with you? Well, I'm on most social networks as Topher1Kenobi. And there's a one in the middle of there, not the word one. Um, Twitter. Uh, I'm on Facebook, but I don't prefer it. Uh, I get on Instagram about twice a year. <laughs> um, but uh, LinkedIn. Uh, Slack, I'm in two dozen Slack channels, uh, way more. Um, One of the side effects of HeroPress is that I get invited to a lot of local meetup Slacks. So I'm in the Nigerian Slack. I'm in the Pune Slack, the General India Slack, the um, London UK Slack, uh, Australia Slack, a whole bunch of them. Um, That's another interesting way to meet people. Um, yeah, so Topher Win Kenobi, uh, you can email me Topher at Heropress.com or uh, or HallwayChats.com <laughs> kind of anywhere uh, just email Topher, you'll get me <laughs> um, yeah, I'm around I'm around a lot, um, Twitter most I, I like Twitter a lot so you'll find me on Twitter most of the time
0: Thank you Topher. Thank you for coming uh, on our show. Thank you for very useful advices and tips to our audience. Deeply appreciate welcome. your time.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yes. It's been a delight to talk with you.
0: It was really fun and, and we are really glad some of your insightful uh, comments are really going to help out. And we are really looking forward for fest. Thank you for being on our show.
1: You're very welcome.